humans are going to be extinct not too long from now with climate change. But I mean, like, we'll probably yeah. be extinct before they will be. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't feel too bad. The That's bees are probably going to be out before they are. Apparently, bees are really important. Like, if they go, we all go. Is that so? That's I've heard that. I haven't fact-checked it. Fact-checked it. Maybe, maybe... No, I'm not a scientist, but like... <laughs> it's on the record. All right, welcome back to episode two of Surely You're Joking, Mr. Fine and the Science Comedy Podcast. First episode with a guest. I'll be forging ahead with that plan of alternating between comedy and science guests. And for this first one, we got a comedian, my friend, Mr. Sean Duffy. We started up about the same time in the open mic comedy scene in Boston, Massachusetts. Great friend of mine, hilarious guy, and I'm so glad that he came on to be my first ever guest. We talk a little bit about uh, comedy, but then we get into killer butterflies and asteroids worth quadrillions of dollars. Did you know quadrillions is a number? I didn't, but it is. And it's uh, it's pretty fascinating, let me tell you. And we're going to get right into it. So without further ado, here is my interview with Sean Duffy. So here we are with Mr. Sean Duffy, comedian here in Boston, Massachusetts. He's performed all over the place, many places that he's actually explicitly asked me not to mention because, I don't know, are you ashamed? I didn't explicitly ask that. I just said I, I like generic intros. Okay, he, he, he considers himself a generic guy. Very generic. On and off the stage? Oh, yeah. Do you think that's, that, that's good for, for comedy? or Being generic instead of specific? It can be. Yeah? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. You relate uh, to more people. Potentially. That's true. Also, you, re- you relate to them less, but you relate to more. So it's like kind of a... You lose some, you win some, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think. I I don't think of you as a generic guy. I think you're a very very unique comedian. Well, I, I mean, if you, if you want to use the word generic, I think you're a great. Um, I mean, you 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 your content is very everyman. Like your material is very everyman in a good way. Like you relate to a lot of people. You don't have a narrow audience. You appeal to a lot of people. But you're not a generic comedian. You're a very good comedian. A very I'm not no, a political stand guy. Out. I don't. I try to stay away from politics too, not because I don't think it's worth talking about, but I just think most things have been said. And like, That's what do true. I like? What do I have to add? So to open up the field when you talk about things that don't matter at all. Yeah. But then you know, it's sometimes it's good to like. I, I can't say I'll always be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, might adjust, might evolve. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Who knows? A year yeah. from now, it might be different. Maybe you'll go like the Bill Maher route. Real time. That would be a that would be a real one eighty right there. Yeah, trying to become so politically involved, I become loved by absolutely nobody. (laughs) (laughs) That Piers Morgan category of the right hates you, the left hates you, somewhere between also hates you. I didn't know for the longest time that Piers Morgan was. Actually, well, I st- I'm still not completely sure. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here, but mm-hmm. I didn't know for the longest time that he. I believe he's a right wing guy. I think he's. Yeah, I don't. I think he's supposed to be left wing guy, but he's like very old school. So. Oh really? 
I don't know. I know so very. I, I think he's a right wing guy that just happens to be very anti gun. And for the longest time, my only knowledge of him was that he was like a super anti gun guy. So I just I, I didn't realize. I just assumed he was left wing. Yeah, but everybody. That's like the only thing people on the right care about. That's like the only thing people on the left don't care as much about. So like, it's a perfect way that just everyone despises him. Yeah. I think that's enough politics for one day, right? I mean, you said Pretty you're not a political guy, hey, and here we are. Hey, Sean, you know, Sean Duffy thinks both sides are crazy. I think both sides are equally heroic. I love both sides. Look that's at you. that's my answer. That's a much better answer than you know everyone. Everyone who thinks they're a political savant says you know both sides are equally crazy. But I don't hear anyone saying both sides are heroic. Oh, yeah, That's both. a Sean Duffy special. Both sides have people in government who are uh, working day and night just to serve the common man. Can I say that? Is that? Does anyone believe Mitch McConnell is not uh, working to support everyday people? I Absolutely. Haven't, I haven't heard that. Hey, and don't forget the Democrats. You know, Nancy Pelosi, the true every woman. She knows what it's like to struggle. Well, she's like 97. Staying alive is probably a struggle at this point for her. Okay, that's fair. You know, that is a fair point there. Now that's enough politics for today. Right there. <laughs> right it. there, exactly. How, 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 was your, uh, how was your hot vac summer while it lasted? Well, you know what? It was. I got so used to being out that I kind of forgot that there was a quarantine. Like I spent like every day for like a year... Google searching the word vaccine to try and see when there was. I was just like, any update? Is it out yet? Is it out yet? Is it out yet? I remember yet? you doing that. Yeah. Every th- I was waiting for it to come out. And once it came out, I was waiting for it to become more common. More people get it. So we could finally open up the country, wait for I so I could get it. And then it happened. I got the shot. Other people got the shot. Everything opened up. And I just forgot there ever was a pandemic after that. I was just like, yeah, we've just been moving time like it was like after like a month or two of being back out i was just like oh yeah i forgot i used to be inside a lot more yeah yeah i remember feeling the same way i thought uh i thought i was gonna have trouble like readjusting to doing things again i thought there was gonna be some but i i I got used to it a lot quicker than i guess it's like riding a bike right oh yeah everything opens up and people forget everyone becomes a becomes you know once you start a new routine new habit this is like you feel like it's been that way for the past 10 years and you don't even realize it yeah no absolutely right um but good summer all around oh yeah yeah that's better than the last summer (laughs) no doubt there yeah no good summer that's great it's nice to not be guilty going near people like if everyone's vaccinated you're not like going out to a bar being like fuck it i'll just cheat the quarantine you go to a bar and like people like it's in the back of your head every time you leave your house like I'm, I shouldn't be doing this what am I doing I'm gonna kill people is there responsible I'm gonna get other people sick I'm gonna sick and like you don't have this constant fear anymore which right. is awesome yeah thank God hopefully this this Delta stuff goes away soon but not gonna get into that because I, I decided mm-hmm. earlier today that COVID is going to be the only branch of science explicitly forbidden on this science comedy podcast. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Who does? 
Yeah. Well, maybe the 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 epidemiologists, but yeah. they might have an idea. Anyway, so Sean Duffy, mm-hmm. comedian, Boston, fantastic comedian. Facts. I know you're gonna instantly add this to the top of your list of accolades. A couple of my really close friends from college came to uh, a mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. that we were both on one time mm-hmm. um, in Somerville, and uh, you were by studio? far their favorite. What? Yeah, yes, at the studio. You were by far their favorite. They still talk about you. In fact, I remember when you came to my Halloween party before COVID. Uh, my friend was also there, and he was very excited when you walked in. You know, I, he uh, calls you the penguin guy. Am I allowed to say that? I don't want. I don't want to. You can absolutely your, say. I can. That. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know if it too much. That's of a my audience. Reference That's, to your your bit. Well, that is. We're talking earlier about being generic. I do have a very specific target market. It's Boston University graduates at this point, twenty four, twenty five years old. So it's like right around that sweet 26. spot. This was a few, this was a oh, few years ago. You're right. You're doing math. Back. Hey, math, science. You're already getting into the spirit of the show. Look at you. I like to be. I, hey, I like to get into the spirit, seasonal spirits, all kinds of. Uh, I like to get festive with it. Yeah, I'm happy to hear it. You know, you doing math? You doing science? So, first question of the show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a real hard hitting question. What's your favorite branch of science? Tell me. What's my favorite branch? Favorite branch of science. You mean between like biology and physics and chemistry and the main ones? ones. The main ones. Some of the main, the ones you are forced to learn about in high school, like the ones everyone, like everyone had to. No one got out of taking a physics class. Everyone took it. That's correct. Physics, biology. Biology is the hardest. I guess I choose physics. I don't remember that much of it, but it was an easier class. Oh, really? I don't remember too much what we specifically learned. But, like, chemistry, you really got to, you got to take, like, an Adderall to study that because it is bland. Unless you're, like, really just smart with it. It is, that is a really tough, tough subject matter. It's, it's just boring and there's a lot to memorize. And physics is more like, like learning about stuff that can actually be interesting. Like if you, if a plane works. is like speeding or whatever, and you dropped like a penny, like what would happen? Like it's stuff that actually makes you think. Like oh shit, what would happen? What would actually happen? I agree. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of physics myself. Do you ever do like a science fair? Anything like that? Science fair? Just, is any like mem- memory of I grade mean, school science I jump out remember, to you? I don't remember. I don't remember my elementary school or anything like that having a science fair yeah like, that's one of those things i don't i'm not so just, sure just mine had one either. regular projects that you'd have to do for class but mm. that seems like one of those television things that's that what i, I don't gonna say think unless think you're like did in like jimmy neutron unless you're in like high school and you're in robotics or mm. something like that well any every show that has any sort of school children there's like a science fair episode oh yeah you know, the simpsons have had some all of the, you know, any Nickelodeon show I'm sure have one. Jimmy Neutron, I'm sure Fairly Odd Parents have one. There's always like a science fair, a classic science fair episode that I don't remember having them in Reading, Massachusetts. Maybe they didn't exist. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember reading that Reading, Massachusetts outlawed such things in the early 1800s. Uh, it's witchcraft. Sense. You guys are kind of close to Salem, right? Relatively. 
Yeah, we're in the ballpark. It's a, it's a it can be a twenty minute drive. Yeah, close compared to the rest of the, you know the listeners from all over the world listening to this. People you know, for, from people their listening perspective, in, you may as well be from Salem. People listening in from <laughs> Germany. People listening in from Hungary. Wherever people are listening from, it's they. It would take them longer to get to Salem than me. That is true. That is true. What time are we at? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know how to tell. I'm doing this in GarageBand because I couldn't get Audacity to work. So we're 750 measures in at 120 beats a minute. So that's a so one measure is what like a so second? It's, it's four seconds? four beats. So 750 times four is 1500. 3000 beats, and we did 120 beats a minute. 3000 divided by 120 is 1500 over. Does this, 60, does this software know that the rest of human society uses seconds and minutes and hours? Like the, I don't know. They're doing their own time thing. Like they're trying to invent their own metric system, but with time. Is I mean, that, this is software for music. That's how yeah, music is yeah, broken down. That makes sense. It's just software I'm familiar yeah, with. Like it's also it. the free software that comes with my 10-year-old laptop. Now I feel dumb. <laughs> no. I sent a couple articles to you. First one, I found this a little disturbing, but also fascinating. This is is an article about milkweed butterflies. Mm -hmm. These are butterflies that exhibit some quite quite toxic toxic behavior. I'll just uh, it's from the New York Times. Um, And I will admit, I wasn't able to read that because I do not subscribe to the New York Times. I attached to the email a, a Word document that I copy and pasted it into. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. But hey, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was definitely a fascinating headline to read, <laughs> which I read. I read the headline. Overage wrote: Naturalists recently witnessed several species of milkweed butterfly harassing, subduing, and subsequently feeding on milkweed caterpillars, presumably to get their fill of toxic alkaloids inside the larvae. So mm-hmm. these these are parents preying on their own children to get their nutrients. I mean, talk about living vicariously through your children. So the butterflies are heckling the caterpillars, or yes, well, it's a lot more than heckling. Harassing. 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 Heckling. Very similar. Now I'm picturing a bunch of caterpillars, or a caterpillar on stage in a comedy club full of butterflies heckling the caterpillar. There are a lot of ways you can heckle. You can heckle. You could be on stage and you could heckle the audience. It's possible. It's true. true. Have you Is ever heckled the audience? I don't do crowd work. <laughs> Me neither. I'm, I'm bad at it. Unless I'm forced to against my will. It's like, all right, buckle up. Like, I'm not, like, loose with it. I'm, in my head, I'm not like, all right, here we go. I'm more like, okay, don't fuck this up. And it's, there's pressure. But really with crowd, if you get a heckler and you respond to them, any way that's, like, insulting at all, like, that's, like, not too harsh, but it's just, like, fuck you. Like, the the crowd's going to give you something. It's kind of easy. It's, it's, it's like, it's hard, but it's also, like, the stakes are kind of, like, you, people, are, you don't have to do much. You don't have to do a cartwheel in order to get any, any, uh, validation out of it. That's fair. Caterpillar's certainly not going to do oh, that Oh, yeah, 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 the subject matter. Caterpillars, <laughs> Um, no, but no, it just it just seems like rookie hazing. Like it's like seniors it, in high school. Really is, it's like a frat. Are hazing Excuse the me, freshmen who are uh, 
you know, it's in the freshman, they go along with it because they're like, well, one day I'll be the senior and that's going to feel good to know that I went through the hazing and eventually got, I don't know who wants to haze later. Like nobody, nobody is like, oh my God, I'm a senior. I get to haze other people. Like, I don't know who, who is actually that much of a complete Yo, fucking loser. Like Ben Affleck in uh, that Matt Damon movie. No, the oh. fucking uh, Dazed and Confused. I've never actually who's... seen that movie. Ben Affleck's in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I'll have to watch that movie. Plays a bully. But anywho, like, I don't like I don't know who's that interested in hazing where they're like, oh, my God, like, I need to I need to show off being two years older than you. Like, so like, I don't know who who is that much who is, has that little to live for, if we're being honest. But I'm sure butterflies have their reasons mm-hmm. for it. I mean, it's actually a pretty good analogy because they mention in this article, mm-hmm. the, the scientists said, they said the behavior can't be described as predatory because many, many, not all, many caterpillars survive the encounters. So they do live to see another day, and I guess in and theory they'll like, grow up and get to do the hazing themselves, like you just said. only like a two-week age difference, if we're being honest, I'm sure. So, like, you know, give it, you know, two... Two Saturdays, and then you're you're the butterfly, I'm sure. I don't know how long they cocoon for. I think that's about right. They came up with a word. Scientists didn't have a word to describe this toxic behavior, so the study's authors came up with one. Kleptopharmacophagy. Kephagy. Gotta be careful there pronouncing that. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Gotta be careful. All right. And then our other main article for today... Um, I think this is I, I've heard of this before, but it's still wild to read it. That, that mm. there's there's an asteroid out there worth with that's all, composed of all like nickel and iron. It's they they think it was a Oh I, a, I the saw that core, one. Five trillion. Five trillion fif, dollars. No 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 fifteen excuse me. Ten thousand quadrillion. Oh it's nineteen yeah, yeah, zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it quintillion? I quadrillion. Quadrillion. Well there isn't that much money in the entire world, anyways. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's that's what the one of the articles I read said that it's the so worth have, more than the entire Earth's economy. So then, how did how would that even how could that how's that even? I have no idea. You, so you can't acquire. It lands here, makes everything worthless. So you, I guess if you acquire that at all, if you do somehow end up owning it, you have to sell it. Like it's useless. It's a completely useless item that you have no need. For. But if you sell it. You could sell it for like a percentage of what it's worth, and you have everything. Yeah, it's it's weird too because like I, I mean, it's just buying goes... it because nobody can, you, you have to get like the <laughs> two hundred richest people in the world, and they they'll have to combine everything they own to buy, but it's still somehow that. And then what would they do with it? Somehow it's, it's, they'll make money with it. I, I, I guess it just goes to show how fake, <laughs> like so how many so many aspects of just like money is is fake because i mean that thing lands here and suddenly like oh yeah okay like the iron and nickel is really valuable but as soon as we have more of it if it's just not going to be what i would think it would just by being here it would intrinsically lose its value because there's suddenly more isn't right, it too big to fit supply and demand there's no right? way it can fit can it theoretically fit? how large is it i don't know big probably keep it i mean i think it's it's they think it's the core it's a core of a planet like keep it in the pacific ocean maybe Maybe there. So I guess you know the Earth's core is similar. You know, molten metals, all that, and then it's just we can't get to that. It's not mm-hmm. not you know 
human engineering can't get to that. But then we have like the mantle and the crust, which is basically a bunch of rocks and dirt. Mm. Um, and they think that this asteroid was uh, a, a planet's <laughs> bless you, thank you, a planet's uh, core formed, and it either either before it made up a mantle and crust, or it lost it somehow. It, it, it like it got away. It stopped becoming a full planet. So they're really excited about it because it's an opportunity to like quote unquote look inside a planet if they because nasa is sending an asteroid to this and they quote they do not have any plans on bringing anything home so if you do purchase it you own it and life does form do you, do you own the life on the planet i think we're getting that's that's a. Uh, it seems aethical i guess i guess we'll have to wait until that day does eventually come for somebody i don't think i don't think life would form on the on it you don't think it can well i mean i guess it depends it's one of those things you need like i mean you know how people are always talking about like trying to find like quote earth-like mm-hmm. planets because mm-hmm. like that's most likely to support yeah. life like i don't I think i mean i'm not versed in this stuff but i would think like that's seems a little you think there's any life outside of Earth? Oh, absolutely. But like, why? Why? How does... far? How far though? In the Milky Way? I mean, there's got to be right. Just sheer probability. In the Milky Way galaxy? I would think so. I just think it's weird to like. Why does it? Why does the planet have to be Earth-like? It could be anything, and whatever that planet's version of life is, just evolves to deal with its resources and weather and atmosphere and what have you. Like it could have creatures that don't need water to survive. Exactly. Hell, I mean, yo, water is just as much a chemical as sulfuric acid is. We just happen to evolve in a way to need water and be harmed by sulfuric acid. Maybe yeah. there's life out there that evolved that hydrates with sulfuric acid for all, all for all we know. I mean, it's just a different, you know, different makeup of particles. Mm. It's all arb- kind of arbitrary at the end of the day. Mm. Just depends how, how it reacts with you, whatever you are made of. So what yeah. I was saying is I take back that I don't think life could form on this asteroid because who do I? I don't think life like us could form, but I think if it's some, close some other weird kind of life that like thrives on nickel and iron and doesn't in, need an atmosphere. I'm guessing this is in the Milky Way. I don't, I don't know too much about different galaxies. It's an excellent question. I'm going to Google that real quick, and then I'll probably edit this down so it sounds like I have the answer right off the bat. I will tell the people that you didn't. 16 Psyche. That's the name of the asteroid. 1616 Psyche. 16 Psyche is a large asteroid discovered by Italian astronomer Annabelle de Gasparis working in Naples. Psyche is scheduled for space exploration with a spacecraft launch planned in 2022, arrival in 2026, and orbital exploration in 2026-2027. coming towards Earth? Yes. I don't think it's going to hit us, though. Let's go to exploration. hope they're certain about that. It's going to orbit for 20 months. It's NASA's contracting it out to SpaceX. Okay. Oh, it orbits between Mars and Jupiter. That's pretty close by. <laughs> Relatively. And neighbors with them. It's in the constellation of Leo. Okay. Wait, so which one is it? Because those are two very different things. It would take 21 months to get to it. Yeah, so I, I think... I don't know what that's saying about in the constellation of Leo. Maybe that's just where we would see it relative but it's not literally in leo because those stars are light years away 
Um, yeah, it, it's between Mars and Jupiter, and it says here it would take tw- 21 months. Yeah, 21 months to get there. That makes sense. Between Mars and Jupiter would be about... Because I think it takes like a month to get to Mars. Yeah, and then there's like a giant gap. And that's also where the asteroid belt is okay. between Mars and Jupiter. I'm surprised an asteroid hasn't hit us by now. We're being honest. Well, I mean, they do all the time. Not big ones, but little ones hit us all the I'm time. Surprised enormous ones haven't hit us by now. You'd think. You know, I mean, the, the universe, though, is like vastly, vastly empty space. So it's just by sheer probability. It's kind of like same thing with like the ast- like the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. It's on average, it's like miles and miles and miles between two given asteroids. You know, the the asteroid field and like in Empire Strikes Back gives people a a warped perception well, of what an asteroid one, belt is like. Was kind of a big deal in like uh, like 2013 or so. Hit like Russia or something like that. I don't remember what it was called. Could be. It was, but it was only like two months after that. Mayan calendar world ending yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been that would have been obnoxious as hell had <laughs> that killed us and it won't like just if it was pretty close to that day, like all those people have been like I knew it I knew it you could trust a stupid Mayan calendar to determine when the world's gonna end and they would have we would have had to been like alright you were the smart people we thought we had the answers it was, it was you guys you'd have to tip your cap to them if it happened yeah, I mean that that was crazy. That I mean, not crazy. That's dramatic. But the whole I remember for like maybe it's just because we were like teenagers at the time, and this is the kind of stuff teenagers thought was thought provoking. But like the whole December twenty first, two thousand twelve thing coming up, it was like that was like talked about I was a lot. Looking it was forward like, to it, it for it to be and in obviously the past. it didn't happen. I was looking forward to it, so like then I was like never have to deal with it's gonna be like oh my god last day of the world ah, and then just okay goodbye yeah and that was it i mean it was just it was yeah pretty much what you said it came nobody spoke about it at all afterwards that's what i'm saying yeah nobody obviously, obviously the it. world didn't end no no serious person actually thought it would but yeah. it was just weird like it if was it, like the such as big was, thing people would have committed more and... crimes people would have gone out then remember that movie right. 2012 that came out in like 2009 yeah it was uh didn't see all of it, but it seems pretty clear the world ends or whatever. I saw it in theaters. I think all that I remember came out, is all the main characters survived. Surprise, surprise. And when that came out, they did like a uh, some sort of a study, which normally I don't trust. Normally I hate studies because I'm always like, I wasn't interviewed for that. They didn't take my answer into account. But it, it was like 12% of people thought it was actually going to happen. Now, granted, that could have been like you interviewed kids crazy old people like i don't people who had no idea what they were talking about you could have interviewed like five total people and been like that's it but like supposedly they claimed 12 percent of people thought it was actually going to happen yeah i remember there were all those um, which is a lot when you actually think about it like how yeah like, oh like for sure one percent you'd be like what is wrong with enough of you people yeah it's um I remember there are all sorts of documentaries, and apparently also, like, I mean, all this is such a stretch, but I I remember people saying that, like, apparently Nostradamus also predicted the same date, you know, on the other side of the world at a different time with no contact, and it was like, oh, if both these, these civilizations predicted it, then it has to be true. Mm. I don't know how much truth there was. The funny thing about the Mayan calendar, though, mm-hmm. is that, credit to the Mayans, they were... 
especially for their time, incredible astronomers. Mm-hmm. Like they, they predicted solar eclipses to the T. Um, re- truly incredible stuff. So I think a lot of people, you know, extrapolated from that. Like, well, they must know something that we don't. When in reality, I think it was just that's like they ran out of space on the rock, like or wherever this calendar was 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 recorded. How far are you going to keep going? You're going to exactly. Keep going to the, <laughs> it has to end eventually. You're not going to live to see the twenty three hundreds anyway. Like, why are you still going? It wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Hey, for all, and I mean, they obviously weren't going by you know the the um the Gregorian calendar. You know, going by thinking year two thousand, maybe. maybe Maybe the year it ended, it ended. I'm doing air quotes. Was some significant future date in in their their culture? For all we know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there was a reason they chose to stop recording there, or they just got bored and figured this is far enough out. I mean, they could have <laughs> at least made it to a new year. It was like a week before the new year. It was yeah, could have been a new year for them. They didn't use the same calendar as us, of course. But so. how did they have a? How how do we know it was December twenty first or whatever? Did they? It's an excellent question. Somebody else just counted the days and was like, "This is the day that it would be on." It must have, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sean Duffy, mm-hmm. one of the great comedians in the Boston scene, soon to be somewhere new, moving to New York, right? Hell yeah! Pursuing the big time. You excited? Of course, I'm excited. Never, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting transition, but I can't wait to make it and not have to worry about having to do it mm-hmm. ever again. You'll be able to hit the ground running? I'll hit the ground. You know where all the good mics are? I'll find out soon enough. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, where where are you uh, where are you on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any, anything Instagram, like that? Instagram, of course. fifty two. I didn't choose 52, but... <laughs> They chose it for me, and it sticks. I mean, there's yeah, there's already a few Sean Duffy's out there, I would imagine. It's a representative from Wisconsin. It goes all the way up to 51, and I chose 52. He was on the first first season of The Real World on MTV, I believe, which I think took place in Boston. Everybody Googles their own name at one point as a kid, and that's how I found out who that guy was. Oh, yeah, and now he's like a politician, right? Yeah. Wisconsin, Minnesota, somewhere out there. Not famous enough for me to have to change my name, but like... Hopefully he doesn't become more famous. All right, so that's Sean.Duffy.52. Mm-hmm. Sean.Duffy.52 on the Instagram. Thanks so much for doing this. Any any Anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? No, that's everything. All right, Sean. Well, good luck in New York, and uh, good luck in your, your comedy career. Appreciate it, my good sir. Mm-hmm.